After graduating, Matt moved to San Diego, where he became a field intern for Campus Crusade for Christ and a football coach at Poway High School. Matt is co-founder and president of Emergent Green Energy, a diversified company that produces biodiesel, manufactures chemical adjuvants, and provides recycled cooking oil collection services. He also farms and raises cattle alongside his brother and family. Matt currently serves on several boards, including the Sterling College Board of Trustees, the National Biodiesel Foundation, and the Mineola Community Church. He and his wife, Tricia, have three children, Logan, <laughs> Levi, and Brett. Ladies and gentlemen, class of 2018, Mr. Matt Jager. All right, well, this is it. Greetings, everybody, and welcome. Um, thank you for having me uh, here in, in class of 2018. You know, just take a moment, kind of pause, look around. Can you believe it? You finally made it. Your, your parents might be a little more surprised than that than you are, but uh, just enjoy it. And, and welcome to everybody. You have achieved really the great achievement of your youth getting a college degree you know it's it's, it's when you're when you're growing up it's hey you need to you need to grow up and you need to go get a college degree and uh, you're finally sitting here it's a great accomplishment and it's it's just a joy to be here with you today uh, I, I'm gonna be honest this getting up and speaking is uh, not part of my daily duties I, I question Scott uh, asked me to do this and uh, there's been a few days uh, I've, I've questioned that but uh, the, the great thing for me uh, you know, really, that I remember from my college graduation is we did it over on the track then, and uh, after afterwards we filtered out onto the football field, and everybody comes out there and talks. And, and my dad, uh, he comes up to me and he says, uh, he shakes my hand and he says, "Don't expect another dollar from me." <laughs> and if anybody owes my dad, he stuck to that. <laughs> and uh, anyway, it was hard, but but one of the best things uh, he could ever do for me. And of course, when you're speaking, you get a lot of advice, and they said, keep it short. And I'm sitting here with a bald head in this sun, so guys, I'm going to attempt to do that. That's, that's my goal here. But you know, some other advice I got, uh, Christian Dashiell, a chaplain, he, he messaged me and said, hey, you know, he, he speaks a lot, so he said, hey, here's a little advice. He said, just have your right, wife write your message. <laughs> I said, well, that's a, that's a really good idea. Uh, because she has a much greater command of the English language than I do, uh, so, so, uh, e even though she is a Bethany College alum. <laughs> I was a little bit of a rival when we were here. Um, but anyway, you know, thank you, sweetheart, for all your edits and your help. She's an English major, so that helped a lot. Um, so, you know, just, it is a real privilege to be with you guys today and to be asked to speak. Uh, I know so many quality, talented people who graduated from here. So, as as one of the alumni up up here representing, that's that's quite a bit of pressure. And you know, I've I've gotten to know just a few members uh, of the class of 2018. Met them certainly through a football program. Uh, Kenya's kind of a little brother to me now. Cheered him on and uh, got to know some of you guys. So. Uh, you know, it's, it's been great just seeing the, the talents and abilities that, that God's given you guys. Um, so I, I certainly truly love this place. Uh, still feel in debt to it as an institution. Um, 
You know, and you think, you know, why do you, why do you love this place? Well, I, I think it's, it's many ways, you know, why, why do we love God? I think God, and the scripture says God loves us first, and that's why we love him. So if you all remember back when the time you stepped on this campus, there were people here that really loved you and cared about you from day one. And I think that's many, many a big reason why we really like this place and, and can really love it. Uh, as you all know, it's been said, it's not just a place, it's not just a college uh, here, it's really the people that make the place. Sterling College has been blessed with great people. The people that should get some true honor today are the people who day after day give to these students in the classroom, in the theater, on the courts, or on your playing fields. From the faculty, to the administration, to the people who are in charge of keeping the grounds, mopping the halls, and cleaning the restrooms. These are the wonderful people God has brought together to make the sacrifices that make this place a great place to get a college degree. So join me in just giving them a quick hand for all their work. And just as a, uh, a side note, as a member of the board, you probably heard we are, we are doing a, uh, a campaign for this college. And, you know, I wasn't put up to this. This is something that, that we call it the Sterling Now campaign. And it's really setting the stage for upgrading and expanding this place academically and structurally, like hasn't been done since I've probably the 40, 50 years, probably since the 70s. And God willing, we're gonna build some great buildings. And many people here locally and around the country are already investing in those projects. And we invite you, class of 18, come back, see the progress, see what's going on here. You're always welcome back on campus. I think that's something you always wanna know. And of course, as you're able, give towards the project. We're gonna need help hitting these goals. So life comes at you fast. And you know, when I thought about what, what, what would I speak about today? Uh, what's going through your head right now? Well, in reality, it's, can we get out of here and go get some food? <laughs> go, go to our parties? Uh, but as you kind of get ready to go out and take on the, the world with optimism and energy you now have, you need to know that most likely you're gonna face some significant difficulties. And it just seems like by the age 30 or in the next 10 years, something's gonna happen. This is not prophetic or exact. It's just simply the result of the world that we live in, a fallen world. Uh, your difficulty, it may be of the tragic nature, losing family, friends, or it could be maybe a crisis of faith, identity, loss of a job, maybe a divorce or illness, any number of things, disease. We do live in this sinful fallen world and sometimes it's, it's our sin that creates those issues. Sometimes it's, it's others doing things that cause us great pain and difficulty. And right before my 30th birthday, which was not that long ago, uh, I found myself dumped, an engagement broken. And I was transitioning, uh, trying to find, uh, leaving, leaving a position, trying to find a new job, trying to figure out what my next step in life was. And it was really trying. And, uh, and even probably one of the more embarrassing parts, 11 years ago, I had to move back from California to Kansas. And I had to temporarily, at 30 years old, move into my parents' basement uh, while I was making this transition. So yeah, I was, I was that cool guy living in my parents' basement temporarily until I found a house. But that wasn't that long ago. Uh, you know, life just comes at you. Uh, and, uh, you know, generally these speakers, you know, that's not a real uh, inspirational topic. 
but I think it's a valuable topic, something I would want somebody to tell me if I was sitting in a graduation speech. At that time in my life, it was definitely hard, but it taught me some valuable life lessons. And even though it wasn't comfortable at the time, it did help me grow in many ways that serve me even now. There's actually a great book I read recently called Grit. It's called The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. It's about being a gritty person and how grit will set you apart and help you achieve much in life. Of course, I think of myself as a gritty warrior fullback, but life comes at us all. And the things I've learned and continue to learn is that something even stronger than grit is grace. You will need more than grit to get through those hard times that will inevitably come. You will need the amazing grace of Jesus Christ for yourself and for others around you. Grace just helps us view the, the inevitable success and failures of life properly. God's grace can both help you persevere and excel and provide comfort to you when you fail or experience loss. And both of those will be part of your experience as you move forward. So what is now in front of you as graduates, as you get the transition from this Christ-centered environment into the real world, are you leaving here with just a job? Or is it possible to view all work as calling? Are you just getting a job or do you have a calling? And I must admit, this topic, I got a lot of the ideas from uh, Dr. Tim Keller. He's a pastor, at, former pastor at Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City. And I listened to a talk of his when I was at this real critical transition point in my life. And I felt these things were what I would, some, would want somebody to share with me. So when you're, when you're trying to decide the next step in life, uh, here's, here's some things to think about. All forms of work are calling and participation in God's work. In the Bible, in, in, in Colossians 3, 23 to 24, a familiar passage says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So question, is it, is it more spiritual to be an evangelist or a musician? It's a tough question. Most of us would probably say, yeah, evangelist sounds a little more spiritual, right? That is probably how most of us were taught. So it's really, it's not one or the other. I want, I want to say today that it's both. Both are participation with God in calling and doing His work. In, in, in Psalm 104.30, it says, Every morning the Holy Spirit goes through the earth, tending to creation. So the Holy Spirit, He's like a farmer, which I kind of like. Uh, last time I checked, uh, you really can't be more spiritual than the Holy Spirit. He's an artist. He creates beauty. He's an investor in creation, a manager of things in nature. And, and even, you know, Randy might agree, he might even be like a lawyer who brings, who pushes for a conviction. But uh, anyway, he's, he's not listening to that. But. Uh, anyway, he, he, it's possible. So, so all... All these different forms of work are calling and participation in God's work. But it also means to go serve in the world, make it a better place. Uh, be like a preservative, like salt is. Like salt and light, helping others. And, and like, like an artist, you can go create, create beauty. Because bringing beauty into the lives of others is, is truly ministering to them as well. So all forms of work are ministering and serving to others. You have talents to help serve others through your work, 
And as Christians, we have gifts to help bring others to Christ. So how do you find your calling? And this is what something I would, I would want somebody to, to talk to me about at that point. I'm sure you all have jobs lined up, right? You're all good there, no, no problems. Uh, so in, in many ways, uh, to find your calling, I think it's good to not start by asking yourself, uh, what am I good at? Because in many ways, right now, you don't have the experience. You haven't launched out and tried a lot of different things. You have some limited experience, and that's beneficial. But I think there's three helpful questions to ask yourself how to determine your calling. And they are, what is my affinity, what is my ability, and what is my opportunity? Affinity, ability, and opportunity. Real quick, affinity. What needs do you see out there that you want to help with? Start with what moves you. What do you feel a responsibility for or a sense of obligation or interest in? That's affinity. What do I have affinity towards? Ability. Start to try to do things. Like I said, at your stage, you may not have all the experience. You don't know yet what you're good at. So get out there, try many different things, and you'll quickly learn some things that you find that you're good at. And you could say, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of good at this or no. And it's always good because the, the, the girl who thought she was really good at singing, but nobody really thought they had the gift of listening to her. So it's always good to uh, get some feedback from your peers on what you're good at. So we got affinity, ability, and opportunity. You may have interest, you may have ability for something, but for some reason that door just never opens. Nobody hires you to do it, nobody asks you to do it, and that's a tough one. At some point you got to step back and, and evaluate that, and that is a really difficult one. How, how long do I keep pushing, how long do I persevere till these doors open to do what I what I think I have affinity and ability to do. So that one is, is kind of the last one that's hard to discover. But I really think, class 2018, if you ask yourself those questions, if you evaluate it, it'll really help you determine where God is calling you. I use it all the time for big and small decisions. An example would be, I'd like to buy this piece of property. Okay, have an affinity towards it, like it. Uh, you know, ability usually usually entails a conversation with a banker, uh, and we have a discussion whether he thinks we have the ability or not. Opportunity, is it for sale? Yes, it's, there's an auction next week, or there's a for sale sign on it. Those, those are large, sometimes purchase decisions you make, but it comes down to, to even inside the church, I've used this. To, to evaluate a decision. Uh, should, I, should I teach the high school Sunday school class? Okay, good question. Uh, do I have an affinity? Yes, I, I enjoy high school kids. I'd love to uh, help them grow in their faith. Ability, well, I actually spent seven years with high school kids working with them and a few people told me I, I did okay at it. And, and opportunity, yes, they're asking for a teacher and uh, they need a teacher. So in those cases, you can use this in many areas of your life as you're, as you're trying to evaluate, how do, I, how do I step out and do these things? Ask yourself those three questions. Uh, so in conclusion, uh, I just want to challenge you to, cons to consider this commencement as your deployment. As you leave here today to go find your affinity, your ability, and your opportunity, and to keep in mind that all work <coughs> should be viewed as calling. Your job now is to go into the world to love and serve people in all jobs and see it as working for God. This to me is what it means to be a Sterling College warrior. God bless you, class of 2018.
we pray that God will continue to be with you and give you his grace as you meet this challenge. Thank you.